Fan podcast for number 153. I'm your host, David Palermo, and this edition is pretty much the Bills going up to New York, MetLife Stadium, and they're going to try and knock off the Jets to get themselves to 6 and 2. Uh, if you don't know already, follow Numb Bills Fan on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else you find your podcast. Subscribe there, Facebook. Uh, expect the Facebook live video on the way home from games. We get so bored. We got the whole crew in the van. We get bored. And uh, I decided to put the fish eye on and set down the camera. So if you want to see our after the game of Oakland reactions, didn't, and you're that bored, and you don't want to stab your eyes out with pencils, um, you know, check that out on Facebook. So check out the Facebook Live videos. Follow along on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite spot to share. Twitter is great for up-to-date information, but I'm not your up-to-date guy. There's other sources better than me. And lastly, don't forget Grandstand Sports Network and also Punch Drunk Sports Podcast and PunchDrunkSports.com. Make sure you check both of them out. Grandstand Sports Network has great podcasts, all sorts of stuff that you can tag along with if you're a big sports fan. And Punch Drunk Sports is a great podcast about sports in general, and you should definitely check it out. And also soon to be other sports podcasts under a Punch Drunk Sports Network and Nump Bills fan is the one that covers the Bills for them. So make sure you check all that out. And if you want to support the show, get up on Etsy. I have a short order that just came in. If you're listening, I'm sending it out. It's been a couple days. Um, but I do send it priority mail. So you'll get it within two to three days. And on the line right now, I have the fantasy expert, Mike Smitty, Mike Smith. But me and Mike have bonded through being Bills fans years ago. And he has always been great talking bills. So, hello, Michael. How's it going, David? How you doing, buddy? We're Looking good. Big time W this week here. Yeah, how do you feel about this Jets game? Are the Jets a real team? Let's start there. Are they real to you? I mean, McCown. Well, I, well Dave, they are a real team. They uh, they have a full roster, and okay. they go out and play every week. So, that's that's real. Put on their hard Josh hats, McCown. bring their lunch pa- lunch pants. Yeah, you know they do bring. <laughs> they wear helmets <laughs> to the game, so you know that's a good thing. I don't want anybody getting hurt out there, but no, they're the Jets. They're they're okay. They're not good. They're they have a good defensive front. Josh McCown is you know captain, game manager. Um, so. His problem this week, you know, it, the Bills are going to shut down the run. It's going to put more focus on him, and he's going to be the last one receiver, and that is also going to help the Bills, you know. And I, I think it could be a double-digit victory for the Bills here, you know, comes tomorrow night. I'll be honest. Um, I go by my gut feeling, Michael. And uh, that that Cincinnati Bengals game, I was like, oh, what the hell? I didn't have a good feeling, you know, because the Bills have had a hard time with the Bengals the last few years. And um, the Raiders game, I didn't feel that pit of, is this going to work out? And then well, this the- game, I don't really have a – I'm kind of like lukewarm. I wouldn't be shocked if some bullshit happened for the Bills, but – is it weird if I think I want to see who's roughing the game? 
No, it doesn't matter. The refs doesn't matter. And, you know, a friend brought that up this week. He's like, oh, the Bills can never get calls. Well, if you've been watching football this year and you've been watching the Bills, we've gotten a lot of calls. Like, there's been games where it's not even more than usual. It's insane to the point where if you watch those games and when they had those replays, you're like, oh, that's going to get overturned. Like, in your mind, you watch the replay yourself and you're like, it's about to get overturned and it didn't and it didn't several times you're just like oh my god you freaked out because you thought it was going to get overturned and it didn't so um and that helped us win two games um so going forward going forward is going to be the issue like we shouldn't have a problem this week Kelvin Benjamin is going to help out a lot more not just in the pass game but the run game because he demands attention like we our receiving core just took a major step forward so he is going to help out not only in his set plays because he's not going to be in on a lot of plays he doesn't know the playbook but he will be out there but the nice thing is Tyrod Taylor is going to have the ability to just throw the ball up like if he's scrambling around he looks downfield and he has Kelvin Benjamin downfield one-on-one with anybody he's just going to wing it because Kelvin Benjamin can jump. He's six foot four. He's a big guy. Um, he's going to get up and he's going to get the ball. 50 50s, you know, it's not a bad throw downfield to a huge receiver. You know, if you miss, you punt. If not, you get a huge first down. And on the road, that's a, that's a crowd silencer, you know. So I think that the Jets, although they've had success this year they've lost three in a row they're still the jets they don't have a lot of talent um curly got suspended so looking at this week it should not be a problem it's just the rest of the schedule going forward is where my concern is if i were to be a bill's pessimist and i'm looking at my team like oh is this for real can we finally make it do we have a shot well, you have to look at the schedule after the Jets because at this point, we have to win certain games in our schedule. We have to beat the Jets. We have to beat the Dolphins two times. And then we have to come up with a couple other victories um, after that that you know are not going to be as easy as a depleted Dolphins team and a depleted Jets team. So those are the games that I would be more – concerned of but i think the bills are going to get it going on the ground shady mccoy is going to catch his passes i think kelvin benjamin's going to catch a couple passes zay jones is now going to be in the slot where he's going to be more versatile and quick and he's going to have better matchups so making zay jones a three receiver and in his rookie year is far better than an outside receiver. Um, the matchups are going to be far greater for him too. So honestly, a sneaky, sneaky play this week. Um, Zay Jones in the slot may actually have better matchups and he's starting to catch the ball more too. So I, I think his drops are going to uh, go down uh, going forward. I will just, say, uh, let, let me piggyback on the Zay Jones point. And and I'll kind of wrap up what you're not wrap up, but I'll it'll continue this conversation. Um, I really think that uh, Zay Jones built up some confidence this weekend, and I like that they targeted him. They get, they got him the rock, and I've been saying, you know, honestly, maybe 
I think Deontay Thompson, if he shows up in practice, you throw him out there instead. But at the same time, uh, I said on the last podcast with Kevin Masseri, uh, number 151, um, I mentioned that Zay Jones in the slot was the plan all along with Bolden and, and Watkins. And next thing you know, you got Zay Jones in the slot, which, hey, man, look, you could still hit a guy and, and, and over the middle, but it's not like it used to be, like during the Andre Reid years. And Zay Jones in the slot, now he has the whole field to work with. Now he can develop that sandlot football too with Tyrod. You know what I mean? He could develop that little chemistry, and then next thing you know, Zay Jones has a ball in space. That's awesome. You know, so I think, man, you are totally right, Mike. It was so sneaky of the Bills to to do this Calvin Benjamin deal. And and, uh, I said the last podcast too, Mike, I don't know if I told you, I was like, yeah, it's not the Carolina guy. And I kept going through like the teams. I'm like, huh. Well, I was like, is, holy shit, six, five. Oh my god! And the thing is, is you throw that ball up now. Tyrod has that guy, and that was my biggest thing. Is like, yo, Bean, you got I'm some fucking. You got some. I told. I said it like after game four. Like, yo, Bean, you got some fucking McNuggets for getting rid of Sammy Watkins when that dude took two people with him. And, and and I'm glad to transition into the next part of this conversation, which is for you. I did talk about with this Kevin, but now it's like, yo, there is no way the Bills don't start this guy. I don't care what anybody else says on any other radio station. If Calvin Benjamin is inactive, you are absolutely stupid because you at least put him out there to stand there and be a decoy so people look at him for a nanosecond. I don't give a fuck. You, he's, he's, he's playing. He's going to play. There's no question about it. You didn't just give a third and a seventh for, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's a top tier wide receiver, but he is a solid wide receiver in the league. He's a big guy. He's going to play. Like I said, he doesn't know the playbook, but he's a wide receiver. You don't have to know the playbook. It's very simple. You can go out there. You don't need to know. You know how to run your routes. Quarterback can say, hey, on this play, you're doing this. That's it. It's simple. He's probably only going to get, I don't want to. I don't want to guess, but I'm guessing he'll only be in about fifty percent of the snap, if that. If he's more, I'd be surprised. But that's a lot of plays, um, and it's going to open some things up. He's a big guy. He can block well downfield too. So um, I'm looking for, like I said, a double digit win. I don't think the Jets are going to give us too much of a problem. Although they've played a lot of the teams close, they should have beat you know, the Patriots, but um, at this point, they're losing three straight, Um, but I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and after we got the Jets, we got the Saints, then we got LA, we have Kansas City Chiefs, you got New England, Indianapolis, Miami, New England, Miami, so that four-game stretch there. Three Three out of four games, the end of the season at home too. Well, that's nice, except you got to play. Well, the good thing is three out of four of those end games are against the Colts, the Dolphins and the Dolphins. And and Andrew Luck's shoulder is pretty much uh, under investigation. I don't think he will be coming back this year because he is seeking a second opinion. So I don't think it's going good. He's still not throwing. The fact of the matter is he's still not even throwing a football. Even if he came back next week, you're still not. He wouldn't have thrown a football for months and months and months. He's not going to be NFL ready by the end of the season at this point. I mean, 
no training camp, no off-season workouts. He still can't throw a football. He's beyond, you know, Buffalo Bills' concern of playing Week Fourteen. I, I, I'll be honest too, Mike. I think that I think that these guys. You might, as a guy who's had multiple knee injuries. I mean, if you want to tell the class, you've had three ACLs, two in one knee. Um, so let's be real here. Um, I think these guys should take a year off. I don't think Andrew Luck should have even thought about sniffing the field this year. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Dude, you are a quote unquote franchise quarterback since you were a goddamn sophomore at Stanford. I mean, stop it. Okay. Like he, he's, he's just, these guys got to eventually know their value and know that they are horses and you're going to get run into the fucking ground. But when you have stock like Andrew Luck, Come on, man. I'd even try to get traded out of there. Well, the, the Colts are a it, fucking tire fire. It's a it's a competitive thing. Any athlete, I don't care what level you're playing, if you ever ask an athlete, everything's all right, put me back in the game. So I know, I know. he wants to play. He's got the competitive spirit. But in regards to coming back early or late, everyone's different. Like, Back when we were younger, if someone tore an ACL, they weren't coming back. That's like there was a point where that was a career-ending injury. Then they could come back in a year. Now they can get injured and be back at the beginning of the next year if they got injured at the end of the last year. They don't even need a full year to recover anymore. So the amount of work these guys put in, I mean, it's on a whole new level. So, and not only that, I mean, doctors are better, you know, more technology, more science. They're, they're able to do better work without causing as much damage while they're trying to achieve their goal. So, um, have you ever, have you ever listened to the, uh, Joe Rogan experience with Arian Foster? I did not listen to that. You should really check that out. It was so, like, Mike, you and I both scour the radio for years, the internet for for NFL talk for years. And let me tell you, I have never heard something so open on the podcast. And the guy I want to get on, I was actually talking to this guitar player from this band Crowbar, and he's a Saints fan. I got to get on uh, the podcast, Matt Brunson, again. And I threw it out there to possibly come to the game if he wants to fly in. Um, But he... I had, we were talking and, uh, you know, he was telling me he's friends with that Kyle Turley dude, that offensive lineman from the Saints. And like that dude had like a big thing about marijuana and this whole special on Vice come out. And I was hoping to interview that guy just to get that raw, that raw interview. And it's like, I'm telling you, man, Arian Foster knocked it out of the park. It's the most eye opening thing ever like holy shit you know when it comes when it comes to marijuana i mean i foresee in the not too distant future that they're just going to take it off the the banned substance list like if you have a doctor's prescription for it i think it's going to be fine because at the end of the day it's better than opioids and it doesn't affect them not to the degree that any other drug would so I think eventually you're going to see that come off. I don't know how soon, but I almost guarantee within the next five to ten years it, it could be gone uh, dude, off the table. Dude, I'll be real with you, man. I think um, on, the, on the real that it's it's all about, obviously, the sponsors, okay? Because you have pharmaceutical companies. There are, I mean, some of the they, – they, they really run shit, okay? And a lot of these people will lose money. Okay, but for the NFL sake, what they don't get here is that 
you know, Goodell promised, yeah, I'm going to make this X amount of billions, okay? But one thing Goodell did not sign on that line was with integrity. And the problem is, is the NFL has oversaturated. Mark Cuban foresaw this years ago, a few years ago, and was very vocal about saying, look, the NFL is being very selfish. And, and, and honestly, man, I think the league needs to take care of its players. And the thing is, is if you get these guys to just openly not test for weed, okay, you don't want to talk about it, cool. You know what I mean? These guys are going to do edibles, they're going to smoke, they're going to do whatever, and they're going to have a better mindset to, believe it or not, come play for the league and have a better head towards it, and then you're going to join forces. But a lot of the people, they just can't do that. And, and the thing is, Mike, is it is money talks, right? It, it really is. And it's unfortunate because, you know, the NFL has put themselves in this public fucking eye to be like, oh, we want to set the example. You know what I well, mean? The, uh, of how to act. The example across the country, though, it's growing in in acceptance from coast to coast. I mean, there's so many states now that have it legalized for recreation. I don't know the exact number, but it's several. Um, the vast majority of the country either has it recreational or medicinal. So um, at this point, I, I don't quote me, but I do believe at least half of the country is either medicinal or recreational. So it's growing. It's going to eventually be legal in some degree in all states. And at that point, I mean, why are they going to continue testing athletes for it when it doesn't hinder the game at all? You know, because honestly, at the end of the day, if it's hindering their individual performance and they're on it, they're not going to get a big contract, and they're not going to play. Well, you know? I mean, so. you've, you've smoked in the past, and, and I still do regularly. And I'll be honest, man, I'm going to go play hockey, and I my team jokes about it openly. And they're like, oh, Dave, you're fucking high? And I go, yeah, I'm fucking high. And they're like, why don't you try playing not high? And then I play a game not high, and guess what happens? I fucking suck. I pay attention to my breathing. I, I really think it is a, a performance enhancer, but really well, what dude, I think it is is it I takes away imagine, anxiety for me at I least. You know what I, mean? I would imagine your hockey skills are not deterred whether you're high or not, but I'm guessing you're just not that athletic. But, you know, I'm just a hater, so. <laughs> uh, but I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you make yourself laugh, Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, okay, you go, Mr. 4-6 in work boots at 14. Okay, whatever the fuck that was. but 4-6? What I was wish- it? Who was four six? I don't know. What what was your what's your what's the legend your brother Danny was so excited to tell me about? I don't know. You were like thirteen and ran like a forty in work boots or some shit. Well, I don't know. I used to be fast back in the day, that's all. But then you get old and you get this sweet little belly that I got right here. You know what? As long as you're happy and you're always smiling when I see you, you know, that's really <laughs> I mean, that's really all that I guess matters here is that you're smiling. Hey, I'm gonna be smiling big time when my defense racks up a couple turnovers and scores me a whole bunch of points come Thursday night. So, lastly, man, um, I mean, we usually talk fantasy football together. Uh, what do you think about overall Tyrod Taylor's progression here? I thought he I played. His, I thought he played a solid, a, a solid game, and I watched a lot of Bills football with you. I've never been on the Tyrod Taylor's got to go bandwagon. 
I've always been, he's managing the game the best he can. I mean, without a line and without proper protection and people getting open, you can only do so much. You, If you're not open and your receivers are locked down all over the field, I mean, unless you are a truly elite quarterback, which how many of those are there, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to complete passes. So what he's been able to do with what he's worked with is is more than exceptional, and he fits. He fits what the Bills are able to do. And honestly, I was listening to a few people on the radio there's talks in the national syndicates that Tyrod Taylor at this point in his career is better than Cam Newton and if you said that the a lot of Bills fans like Tyrod Taylor is better than Cam Newton they would not see it that way but nationally people are seeing it that way so um, I say just keep on riding the wave and there's no reason why we can't slide into the playoffs and Yo, break I, I got the a, Flutie curse. I got, oh, dude, the legendary Flutie curse. You the brought legendary up. Flutie give curse. A, give man. the people the background of the Flutie curse, and then I got to go back to Cam and Tyra. But give it up real quick. We talked about it All before, right. but not everybody listens to the fantasy. The, leg, the legendary Flutie curse obviously happened with. The Buffalo Bills, what is it, 17 years ago at this point, when Doug Flutie wins enough games, the Bills have secured a playoff position. They got a home start, and things are good. And they're like, you know what, Doug? Take a day off. We're going to let <laughs> we're gonna, you say it. We're gonna let Johnson play this game. We don't want you to get hurt. And, you know, that'll be great. You know, we'll see you in, you know, a couple weeks, you know, play this playoff game. Well, Johnson came in there against those wonderful Tampa Bay Bucks at the time, and he lit them up. No, was it Tampa Bay Bucks or was it the Colts? You know what? I can't remember who he played, but it was one of those. Either the Bucks or the Colts. Lit them up. Went off. And then, like, oh, my God, this is the guy we signed. He's amazing. Let's play him in this playoff game. Although he did not play bad and to no fault of his own did they actually lose, but that Miracle City throwback, people not staying in their lanes, and, uh, you know, that was the last the last time they were in the playoffs right there. So we're looking to break the Flutie curse. And what I find great about it is we have a quarterback like Doug Flutie. He's not the best. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not this, he's not that, but he's mobile. He can scramble around in the pocket, and he can make plays like you would not believe. So um, he's got a little Flutie factor in him, and he's going to break the Flutie <laughs> curse. Okay? Obviously, he's bigger and faster, but beyond being bigger and faster, he, he, he's he got that Flutie magic. So he is going to break the Flutie curse with the Flutie magic. Okay? T-Mobile is going to get it done for us this year, but uh, like I said, after this game, we we gotta we're going to have to pull out some wins, you know, in uh, you know tougher tougher areas. Like that New Orleans game is going to be tough. Obviously, we got to play the Patriots twice, um, you know, and of course that uh, other LA team 
they got those two ends that come hard. Move back to the fucking San Diego already, you piece of shit. God, the NFL just sucks. Like, really. Absolutely, yeah, like, no integrity. Don't take care well, of their players. Well, like, get the look, fuck out of here, man. I have no problem with any of that because business is business, okay? Really, dude? And really, dude? These, Come on, man. We're Bills fans. If the Bills would have so, left, you wouldn't have been, like, irritated. I, I mean, you're I, so into fantasy football, you don't give a shit, dude. You'd rather your fantasy team win. Yeah, because it pays me, bro. <laughs> like, look, at the end of the day, yeah, man, if they if left, the Bills don't pay me. <laughs> At, at the end of the day, if they I won't even draft the Bills player. Actually, yeah, you do. You draft Fitzpatrick seventh round. What the fuck were you thinking? Look, seventh buddy, round, I, Fitzpatrick. I, I normally always have a Bills player on my team, which actually I always do because this year I got the defense. Last year I had the defense. Last year I had Tyrod Taylor. This year I didn't get Tyrod Taylor because he went so early in the draft. So if I could have Tyrod Taylor right now, I would. Although I got Carson Wentz, which. I got him for nothing, so I'm not going to complain. You know, I'm sitting here in the six and two neighborhood, and you know, yeah, I'm sitting here at like two and six, six. (laughs) like losing dog. Um, You uh, want Kareem Hunt? Is the trade deadline passed? I mean, I'll get him off for a bag of footballs. Well, yeah, you know, (laughs) you buy me dinner. (laughs) There's no, uh, there's nothing like that, unfortunately. I think you've noticed the Kareem Hunt train slowed down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not as much coal in that engine anymore. Huh? <laughs> I tried to I tried to tell you earlier, but you didn't listen. You just, oh, Kareem Hunt's going to be the greatest fantasy player ever in the history of football. He's just going to be like the man. <laughs> but uh, inevitability sunk in. I'm not saying he's bad, but inevitability sunk in, so... You know. Well, Rex Burkhardt finally panned out. I've had, I drafted his ass, and he finally played a fucking game since week one, and I didn't start him. So well, I mean, Dave, so now, I now hope- Rex Ryan's I, or now, now fucking hoodie asshole ain't gonna even put him up there. <laughs> like he, he's gonna be like, no, under the next wrinkle, <laughs> under the next wrinkle. Yeah. Well, Dave, you have fun at hockey, um, and tomorrow night. When the Bills win by double digits, I'm thinking. Oh, by the what way, I would hey, like will you, can I can I talk about this double digit victory? I had something to get back to in my notes here, and yeah, um, it says uh, so like Calvin Johnson, Calvin Benjamin. Okay. Yes, he's in there. Calvin Benjamin has played with Cam Newton. All right. So he's used to plays breaking down. He's used to uh, cover one. Eric Turner threw up a nice little gif on on Twitter of. Uh, and Instagram of Calvin Benjamin reaching out inaccurate passes. I mean, six foot five, huge wingspan, super athletic. Not a burner, but he's coming down with the ball. He's coming down with the ball. So it's like, I look at this guy, man. Like, if he's used to that, that what I call that sandlot football when plays break down, getting into open spaces. I think him and Tyrod are going to hit it right off the bat, like right off the bat, right um, off the bat. Yeah, spe- if he's if he's used to first play the game. Yeah, dude, I was thinking Gunning. just, uh, remember that, it. yeah, remember the time Fitzpatrick Boom. had a nice little, uh, what I would do first play of the game, I'm running nines, I'm running all nines, I got, I got Matthews on the left, I got Benjamin on the right, I got Zay Jones in the left slot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, uh, Shady McCoy, I'm gonna pull him out of the backfield, he's gonna be lined up over, 
uh, O'Leary, the tight end, he's going to run past him straight nines, first play of the game. They're not going to be playing cover deep, and they're not going to be playing man early. So if we got it, well, even if they are playing man, it would be even better because then they'd all be single covered. Then you can have O'Leary come underneath in case no one's open downfield because then he would be wide open at that point. But, bam, big play, first play of the game. Write that down because it's going to happen. I got a feeling. Are you joking? Are you trolling me? Because I was about to hang up the phone. All right. That probably is not going to happen. I was like, man, is he trolling? Or did I smoke so much weed that this sounds like a good idea? Like, this is great. But, dude, it kind of sounds fucking really fun. It sounds really fun. It's not a bad idea to be like, hey, just to let you know, if you're going to be down here in the box with all these people, we're all going to be over top. And that's that that's like a, it's a message. You know what they say? You don't have to complete the downhill throws, downfield throws. You have to throw them to keep the defense honest. Because if you never throw it down the field, well, they're going to be like, well, fine. We're just going to chill up here. We're going to pack it in. Smaller windows. No, you got to throw that ball downfield. And um, like I said, I'd like to see what Zay does in the slot. He's going to be putting the burners on. So double digit victory, dude. I think I think this Bills defense is so for real. Uh, This whole team is just is just awesome. Well, Josh McCown's got seven interceptions on the year. Okay, wait till he plays the best defensive turnover team in the NFL. Okay, the Buffalo Bills gonna get Josh McCown for some sacks. They're gonna be down late. He's gonna be feeling the heat. He's gonna throw another interception, pick six, touchdown. You know, well, um, I, did you know that uh, who was the receiver that they had? Their number three. I'm drawing a boy. Yeah, he's Curly. he's out. Yeah I, yeah, I mentioned that. I guess you missed the part where I said Curly suspended. <sighs> was I here? Yeah, I think you were sitting there. I might want to rewind and play that Uh-oh. back to you. So. <laughs> That's uh, that whole part where I was like, you know, they got one less weapon, you know. Dude, do you want uh, man? Tickets are still cheap for this game, from what I heard as far as a week ago, and I think it's going to be mobbed with Bills fans. Like, mobbed. I'm. I'm. Uh, oh, you're talking to go out to New York? Yo, yeah, people not- are. I ain't going down there because you know my luck. Yeah. I fucking go down there, they lose. I wouldn't have no time to get there. I got to work tomorrow. There's zero chances I can get to New York City and do my job. So, won't be none of that. <sighs> well, Mike, I hope you have a good evening. This has been great. Um, and uh, you know, if you could share with your friends, do you tell people you come on a podcast or no? Uh, yeah, I tell my my colleagues, my workers. Do you think you, you could know. like share this on your Facebook after I share it, or sure, sure, sure. you know what I mean? Like they'll be kind of cool, you know. Yeah, you get know. some get some people to subscribe and uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. There's a nice app, Dog Catcher. I used to use Overcast. You know, tell your friends. And uh, I'm not always the X is an O guy, but I want to have a good conversation. And I'm really stoked on the Bills, Michael, and I know you are too. And, well, like um, I said, I'm stoked, but I'm going to keep it in, in real terms. We still have a lot of difficult games again. Although I think we can make the playoffs, they have to win games that when you look at it, you're going to say, I don't think they can win that game. They've already won like three of those this year, so we're off to a good start, but we need to win a couple more. And to be good and to be 
a contender, you also have to win the games that you're supposed to win. So we can't lose to the Jets tomorrow, and we can't lose to the Dolphins. So now, now Mike, right there, that's three wins. Mike, how many Write them t- down. How many, In the Colts, that's how many four times, wins right there. How many times have the Bills – the thing I want to see is, like, I hate when the Bills at home have, like, some big ceremony. Bill Polian comes back, and then they fucking nah, shit nah, on themselves. What I'm saying, Mikey, what I'm is saying this. What I'm saying is, is we're I want to see good. this team. I want to see we're this gonna... team not let the, the, the national people down. And, and I like seeing them actually compare. When do you hear a quarterback of the Bills compared to any other quarterback? Like, really? I mean, they're actually having this discussion on national, like, <laughs> like talk shows now the bills i mean i just want to keep riding Look, this wave and the bills need to go into new york and just smack them the fuck around and and just handle business let's not get crazy the bills came out with no injuries in that game against whoa, oakland whoa, the hacks there no i'm wow. saying no it's not the hacks buddy it's they the came out healthy they came out great get on a short week you couldn't have a better situation now you, have a wrink- now you have a wrinkle of, of Calvin Benjamin. Uh, I'm yeah. looking for LaShawn McCoy. And by the way, how well did the Bills do, man, against, right, the, so- against the Jets the first time? McCoy had 22 carries, 110 yards. No touchdowns. About, that's what I'm saying. It's about to be a blowout. And look, nationally, the Bills are making maps. We got – these are the power rankings. They're number seven in pro NFL talk. They are number eight at Sporting News, number eight at Bleacher Report, number nine at NFL.com, number nine at Washington Post, number nine at CBS Sports, number 10 at Sports Illustrated, number 10 at USA Today, number 11 at ESPN. Game time, baby. It's game time. Dude, this is fucking crazy, man. Okay. But the difference between years past when we've been in this very same position we don't have trent edwards okay the sky is not going to fall down we don't have trent edwards we have t-mobile the flutie curse breaker so life is going to be good in buffalo there could even be some riding in the streets i don't know someone's car may get flipped and torched i don't know people do crazy things when they're really happy why are they flipping torch cars? I don't know. I've never done it. But I could see that happening. Okay? I'm not promoting that in any way. So just let all of our wonderful thousands and millions of listeners around the world know that we're not promoting that at all. But it could happen. That's more like Super Bowl talk. So, Dude, but Davey. I can't wait, man. You get on with your evening, okay? I'm going to. I'm going to watch the rest of this here uh, baseball game, game seven, baby. All right, man. Well, I will talk to you tomorrow for a fantasy football podcast. So please tune Ooh. in. And uh, Mike, if you ever make a Twitter and stuff, uh, let them know what it is. You know, I, I tried, and they were going to send me a message, and they never did. And then I tried to retrieve my old account because I forgot that account information. Well, make uh, make make just make a new one just for fantasy That's football. What I was about to do, but I didn't get a response. I went to create account, gave them my number, gave them my name. They're like, "Yo, put this thing in." I'm like, "Didn't get your text, dude." Put in fantasy Smitty. I'm saying I never got the text to even create an account. Like, they wanted my name. I gave them my name. They wanted my number. Gave them my number. And they're like, we're going to verify you are who you are. We're going to text you. They never text me. So, um, Did you you give them the right number, Michael? Dave, yes, I did. Don't lie to me, Mike. 
This is I'm me. Looking, this is I'm me, looking, Mike. I'm looking right at it. It says, enter it below. <laughs> Do you want to read your number off on air or no? Enter it below. What number verify. did you enter? Yeah, no, I'm not reading my number on the air. There's way too many people that'd be blowing up my phone tomorrow. Just can't have that day. I mean, if they just went on Facebook and saw how sexy you are, you're right, dude. They would just, you know, you'd have to get them away with some blunt force trauma because Mike Smitty Smith is coming to crush. So you're right, dude. We don't want to see you blowing up. We don't want your phone to get so hot and it burns your leg, you know. Hey, I'm a busy guy. Can't be having that. Two pump chomping out of here. So I'll see you, bud. Have a good night. <laughs> you too, bud. All right, bud. Well, <laughs> that was Mike. I am your host, David Palermo. Check out Numb Bills Fan everywhere. That's Fantasy Smitty, Mike Smitty Smith, as you saw in the title. And uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, check out NumbBillsFan.com. Please, I can't tell you enough. Tell your friends and family, subscribe. Come on, do it. That way you know when there's a new podcast, because sometimes I'm a little random. But I'm always going to fit at least 2.75 podcasts in a week on average, okay? So that means three, and maybe four out of five weeks, three, okay? So I think maybe that's seven out of eight. I don't know. If you think you know the answer, you get at me, okay? But mostly there's three podcasts a week. Expect more content. If you've been keeping up on Instagram... You see, I've been working on the hellhole, and uh, it's been real over here. So I'm staring at my new spray foam in my little office area, and I'm pretty stoked because I'm finally getting it done. So those of you who know how much my house has been a hellhole, I salute you because it's been a big day, big week. I love spray foam. It's my new friend. The spray foam guys listen to the podcast. They love the John Murphy show. They're great human beings. And uh, thank you for spray foaming my house because uh, it's been a real burden and a lot of money and, you know, kind of overwhelming, to be honest with you, this project I dove into, you know, like three years ago. So that said, now that things are getting settled, expect more content. I'm looking to do more live content again. I'm really missing Facebook. I'm really missing video content. I love editing stuff together. Maybe I'll do a game preview or something dumb again. Um, any suggestions, hit me up on Twitter, NumbillsFan. Follow me on Instagram, David J. Palermo, or the account, NumbillsFan. And uh, shoot me an email, David, NumbillsFan.com. Um, if you hit me up on Facebook, it's kind of weird to get into the messages, so sorry if it's a delay. Um, but uh, it's just a little bit of an offshoot. And to anybody else, check out the Red Pintle Tailgate next game and you know previous podcasts. Check them all out. So thank you to Mike Smith. Thank you to Kevin Masseri for coming on the last podcast, number 152, where uh, it's called Dissecting the Bills Trade for Calvin Benjamin and Bill Stomp Raiders. And uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. So Preston Brown, we recap Preston Brown's game. A pretty nice, pretty nice podcast. So thank you all. Uh, take care. Go Bills. Keep it real. And, uh, you know, try to keep it, try to keep it happy. See ya.